This episode of The Trap Draw is brought to you by our friends and partners at Holderness and Born, making kind of distinctive, classic, modern fitting apparel. Partnered with them in our shop for, this will be the third or fourth year now, uh, really the only branded polo we've ever done with anybody. So I'll have a little bit later on in the episode, we'll have a little bit more on it. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Trap Draw. TC here, rolling solo today. Randy's out west on vacation. I'm up in Savannah at the Savannah Golf Championship on the Web Tour with a couple of our young hitters. For those of you that don't know, NLU is sponsoring five guys on the Web Tour this year. Brian Ritchie, Justin Huber, Justin Lauer, and the two guys I'm joined here with, Charlie Saxon and Brandon Matthews. And uh, this is the first golf podcast we've done in a little bit on the Trap Draw. We had the Airports Edition and then the Metallica documentary. Check those out if you haven't listened to them yet. And without further ado, let's get to it. The first voice you'll hear as far as the storytelling is Charlie. And then uh, you'll hear Brandon after him. So enjoy. Charlie, we got a little little surprise for you out in the car. Oh, man, I can't wait. Oh, after we're exciting. done, we got the staff bag all, <laughs> all, all ready to roll. So how's the season going so far, guys? You want to start? Sure. Uh, yeah, it's been okay. Um, you know, I started the season with conditional status, having not played great at Q school. So, I mean, the goal is to come out and play great golf immediately. Um, I haven't really done that. I've played solid. I got myself into the reshuffle, so I'm good for the rest of the year. So, I guess mission accomplished. Uh, I got a full season to kind of go out and get it. But, uh, yeah, it's been good. I feel like my game's been good. Just haven't quite gotten over the hump. But um, some good – finishes but i need to kind of start start playing a little bit better golf here coming forward you got some tough planning too with with the the euro and yeah I, too, right? yeah I'm, I'm i got status on both web and euro tours this year it's an awesome opportunity um you know i, I can kind of mix and match if i want i've decided to play mostly web um was, we, during the month off i went over to qatar and that was a cool experience uh, to get to play over there and hopefully be able to play a few more this fall but uh yeah for the time being mostly yeah. web stuff so is that is that tough to focus when when you know you have that little that little carrot out there you can go to some exotic place and go play a tournament because you have I full mean, status yes and no uh i mean kind of from my background in professional golf i love traveling i love kind of doing different things uh kind of seeing the world playing golf so yeah i mean i was looking at it the, the euro tour plays what like 28 countries this year mm-hmm. it's incredible opportunity and if it was my only opportunity i'd be i'd be pretty pumped about it but uh I see the web tour is, um, you know, it's it's the easiest way for me to get to the PGA Tour. So although I'd probably make more money and make more world ranking points playing the Euro Tour, it's kind of like, uh, you know, kind of play the, I don't, I don't know, just, just put in my time here on the web for tour sure. in, in hopes of, you know, playing for that every week next year on the PGA Tour. Brandon, what about you? What's your... What's your season looking like so far? Yeah, so um, started off pretty solid. I feel like my game's been pretty pretty good for the last few years, really. Um, just uh, really needed to work on work on a couple little things like putting and you know some some short game wedged kind of things. Because um, you know if I have a good ball striking week, I feel like I definitely have a chance to win. 
uh, you know, 80 percent of the weeks of my putting and short game and wedges are on. So I've been working really hard on that. Um, had a solid start to the season. Had a couple kind of, you know, hiccups mid round, uh, the first few events. But uh, then, unfortunately, the last few events kind of just, you know, stumbled on like nine holes basically. Um, you know, ended up unfortunately missing the last couple cuts, but. Uh, Feeling good moving forward for sure. I was losing my mind following you down in uh, Columbia. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, <laughs> like I think you were you were driving pretty much every every par four down there, and I think you had you had a hot a blazing start there, and then and then uh, I was like, man, this is this is sweet, this is awesome. Over we're on pockets. Yeah, that, yeah, no, 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 no. I started on the on the oh, big okay. course there. I yeah, I uh, yeah, that was pretty. Fun. I love playing there because like you could just send it really high, and like the ball just doesn't move. So like wherever your start line is, it's like doesn't move like fifteen yards either way. So didn't you get on Trapman? You're carrying it like four ten earlier in the week. Something I've seen. Uh, that that's a little that's a little false. Okay, I, right. I, like it was like it was like just under four hundred. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How high is that tournament as far as the elevation? Uh, that's eight thousand. So 000, basically, okay. same same as what they were in Mexico. Okay. All right. Cool. So going back a little bit, I think uh, Brandon, I'll start with you. You mm. just tell tell the viewers or. I guess listeners, what uh, what's your what's your background in golf? Where are you from? How did you get into the game? Kind of take us from square one. Yeah, um, so I grew up in a very small town just outside of Scranton, PA, uh, called Dupont. Um, my dad was big into baseball, so I was big into baseball growing up. Played on like seven travel teams when I was you know uh, eleven to thirteen years old, and I decided I hated running, so I went with golf. Um, so when I was about uh, 14 years old, kind of put all my focus on that um, and started getting really good really quick. And uh, I've always been super, super competitive. So whatever I do, I kind of go really hard with and, you know, played well enough kind of through the back end of my high school career to get a few looks. But it was at that time, it was kind of a little late. So I ended up going to Temple, which was which was fantastic. Um, you know, really enjoyed my time there. Uh, so spent you know four and a half years in Philadelphia, which is obviously one of the greatest golf cities uh, on was the planet. S- that was my next question. Where oh god, where does Temple play so, most of its golf? Yeah, we we had an awesome setup our first three years. Uh, place called Philmont. They have a north and a south course there. Both are fantastic. I think when it was Nike Tour, okay, they played an event there uh, for three or four or five years, maybe. Really good setup. We were basically members there for three years, which was cool. Our last year, we kind of bounced around a little bit. Really cool spot uh, called Squires that I still play a lot of golf at. Uh, we play Plymouth, which my coach just took over, renamed it the 1912 Club, which I heard they're doing a complete renovation. It's supposed to be really awesome. But, uh, yeah, definitely no complaints on the yeah. on the college part. Charlie, what about you? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I grew up. My dad got me into the game. I, was, I don't know probably had a club in my hand when I was three years old for the first time and just kind of took a liking to it uh grew up in Oklahoma yeah I grew up in Oklahoma grew up in Tulsa um and uh yeah fortunate enough I Southern Hills was my home club growing up um so it's really awesome no it didn't suck at all it was it was awesome to get to play major championship golf course growing up and just to kind of find my way you know on that it's just a, a great test of where you are with your golf game um so yeah, my dad kind of brought me into the game, and it was it was my first love. I played other sports growing up, but kind of around eighth grade, I really focused on solely golf. And um, I was a decent junior player, and I went to OU, and I had a, I don't know, I, I had a I had a decent college career. I kind of early in my uh, time at OU, it, I didn't play a lot, and then kind of sophomore year, uh, I really started to come on and 
played well kind of my junior year but you know I was never like a great player I was kind of like a guy who you know had the pieces just hadn't quite put them together yet mm -hmm. um and really turned pro and that's still kind of in that same boat and um when I turned pro I, I don't know I just kind of started coming together a little bit um I, sometimes it happens with people fortunately it was me I uh, went over to China and uh played some really good golf um you know just those pieces finally came together best golf of my life uh, finished second on the money list there in 2016 and came over to web coming off a of hip surgery and um really struggled with my game uh lost my card ended up having to go back to China last year and I played great again um so I don't know um I've always kind of been a little bit of a late bloomer in, in golf like in terms of getting where I want to go but once I've gotten there I've succeeded uh so hopefully I'm my second time on web I'm hoping this is kind of where I break through and get to the PJ tour what was the initial decision to go to China like yeah so it's a complete accident actually um I, I turned pro played kind of a summer mini tour events um just kind of cutting my teeth uh figuring out what pro golf is all about but I wanted to you know I miss web Q school so I wanted to play one of the dev tours in order to get to the uh, web tour uh for the next year and plan was to go to play Latin America and uh, I signed up late for Q school not knowing that you know they fill up in 10 minutes and so <laughs> got waitlisted and so I was like well crap well uh, my next big option from China so uh, I go over to China Q schools in Kunming China which is just kind of way out in the boonies in China so I'm over there I play the Q school I get through I get my card but like the day before the Q school's over I, I get an email saying that I'm into Latin America Q school which is in Buenos Aires and it's the next week so it's I'm an like, easy flight. Oh, piece of cake. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, heck, you know, I'll, I'll just go do both. And so I found some flight path. It was like 46 hours total travel <laughs> from Kunming to Beijing. I think Beijing to O'Hare, O'Hare to Sao Paulo, Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil to Buenos Aires. And I get there at like 2 p.m. on Wednesday afternoon. I feel just like death. And I stumbled through like a nine hole practice round that afternoon. I get my tea time. Of course, I'm like 645. It's Thursday morning. <sighs> And so I peg it and, uh, I finished 11th and end up getting status out there. Um, so yeah, kind of a crazy story, but I played the first four events out there. Um, and I was like 16th on the money list, but I just kind of had this feeling that, you know, I needed to go to China and I went and glad I did. Uh, I mean, it was a time of a lifetime, uh, made some great friends, played some great golf and got me where I wanted to go. And in China, you're playing, you're playing two different tours. Right, you're playing. Well, that so that was in 2016, it was just PGA Tour China. Okay, uh, but last year, yeah, I played China Tour and PGA Tour China. I was just going through. I mean, the spent a lot of time in China. Yeah, the <laughs> Shenzhou Peninsula Classic. Yeah. You won that. You won the Bo Al Open. Yeah, it was like this time last year. Uh, the Belt and Road Colorful Yunnan Open Solo Six, the Changsha Championship. Yeah, won kind of, that. this time last year, I went on a real nice run. It was uh, like a crazy stretch, really. Yeah, that I mean, I just kind of blacked out for about three months. It was, it was yeah. pretty fun. Um, wouldn't hate getting on another one of those again. <laughs> Do you know Chinese at all? Gosh, no. Uh, I'm not going to pretend <laughs> to even say that. No, I, I got like eight or nine words, just, okay. you know, thank you, good shot. What what percentage of, of the guys playing over there on, that, on those tours are from – the u.s or from canada yeah so this year <laughs> there's a lot more u.s guys coming over there's um so compared to canada and latin america there's less of a u.s presence i'd say there's probably i mean we probably got 25 americans over there okay. um in past years 25 30 americans but there's a there's a whole bunch of aussies a whole bunch of kiwis um a lot of different countries in asia not just china and then uh, surprisingly quite a few europeans and stuff come over so okay. there, there's there's quite i mean it's it's a broad disparity of uh of countries represented over there so you won. so you won the 
Peru Open mm-hmm. in 2017. Yeah, so right after I lost my web card, I went over and played the second half of the uh, Latin Tour season, and I kind of started to find my game again. Um, and, yeah, like you said, one one in Peru, and I ended up – I think I finished 12th on the money list playing half the year and missed getting my web card back by, like, I think I needed, like, to finish one shot better at the Tour Championship, and I would have gotten it back. So I was kind of a, yeah. a kick in the balls. But, uh, I mean, it was uh, – I don't know, it, it – it did what I hoped it do. It was validation that, you know, I was doing the right stuff after having a lousy the season on web. It was kind of get me on the right path. I was pumped to go to China just with some good form. And then, Brandon, you, you kind of got your start on on Latin America. I did, Well, yeah. you, you qualified in Mexico. Yes. That, and then take me through that whole kind of turning pro and, and really – on the back of your college career, I mean, you you won what five or six times in college, and uh, and ended up winning eight times eight in college. Times, okay. um, That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was it. Was it was cool? I had a nice college career, um, and then I, I really loved uh, the amateur circuit that we played every year. It's just, I mean, such good golf courses, great tournaments they put on for us. So I decided to stay amateur for um, that last summer okay. after I graduated. Um, then turned pro for Q School. Uh, missed it at first stage there by a couple, and then went to the Latin Q school, had a nice last round to sneak in the top 10, and then uh, kind of came right out of the gates playing pretty well. Uh, I think the first round I played in Bogota, I think I shot 62 or something like that. Ended up finishing ninth there and then won my second event. Okay. So that was cool kind of to get right out into professional golf and start start winning. So it gave me a lot of confidence, obviously, moving forward, and then Unfortunately, the second half of the season, I got kind of sidelined with a back injury. And thank you, Brian Ritchie, for boging two out of your last five. <laughs> uh, so I snuck in that uh, first cutoff for final stage and was able to uh, heal the back up enough to play and end up make it, making it through. Are you are you totally over the back? Is it? Yeah, I mean it's a constant struggle. Yeah. But Shout you know, out I, I, Tucci. what's that? Shout out exactly. Shout out Dave Donatucci. Um, you know, with Dave and. Everything that I'm doing on a daily basis is to protect my back. You know, I, I work with Rick Smith, and everything that we do is to kind of make the longevity of my career as, mm-hmm. as, as good as possible. So for me, it's just constant maintenance, being careful, and, you know, not putting in five-hour range session, sessions anymore. Do you ever feel like you get pigeonholed? I mean, you're, by all, by all accounts, you're pretty much... I mean, Charlie, what would you say? He's, top, he's the longest top hitter five, in professional golf. Yeah, he's, he's, he's top five longest guys in the world, if not the longest, right? He's longer than champ. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Do you ever feel, like, frustrated that you get just, you know, oh, that, that's Brandon Matthews. He hits the hell out of the ball. But you're like, hey, I'm a, I'm a pretty good golfer otherwise, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, no. Uh, I mean, it's whatever. Um, you know, I, I like to think, you know, my ball striking in itself is is pretty damn good. So, you know, and that's what, like I said before, you know, I'm trying to work really hard on the other facets of my game to kind of get it at that level. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably, you know, five or six golf courses on this tour that I feel really, really comfortable out there. Um, you know, for instance, like an Omaha or a Nashville where I can kind of just open up a little bit and not worry about it, feel like I actually have a big advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, but the, the thing about this tour is it's, it's a lot of placement golf and just kind of going right at the pin from there. So um, a lot of these golf courses that we play kind of have everyone go in basically the same spot and kind of, you know, wedge it in from there everywhere. Yeah. So I realized last year was a great learning experience for me um, because I learned what I need to get better at. And, 
learned how much more that I actually need to improve. How many half wedges do you hit around? Like, yeah. You always uh, just have an awkward distance. Yeah, I, I'm also trying to get better at that and uh, realizing what wedge shots I'm better at than uh, yeah. others. Um, sometimes kind of almost play too conservative because I'm like, I, I don't want a 50-yard pitch over a bunker, <laughs> you know, like so... Uh, kind of got to be careful with that a little bit. And and as far as the stats go, you're you're leading the tour right mm-hmm. now. You're at what three forty something like that, I think. Yeah. I looked last night. I was just looking at some stats. He's like leading at three forty three point nine, and I'm in seventh at like three eighteen. So that gives you a little perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always been crazy long? Uh, yeah. I mean, most of my childhood. I'm I'm trying to think. I think I when I was like. 13 i started hitting at 300 my my uh my buddy actually just uh reminded me of a shot that i hit um in the high school state championship when i was a junior so i was 16 at the time and i hit one like 373 or something like that in the last hole and uh yeah so most of my most growing up i was just kind of bomb and gouge type deal yeah from that perspective what's what's the longest you've ever hit a golf ball so the longest drive I've ever hit, I would say, had to be in the USAM at Brookline. There really wasn't too much wind, and on that 15th hole, the one with the road there. Yeah, it's like slightly downhill. It's not Slightly crazy downhill, downhill, and I hit one like 409. So, yeah, that one okay. was kind of, yeah, I was, it was fun. I was playing Oliver Goss in the quarterfinals, and I kind of, my dad was caddying for me. I just like stepped stepped off of it. I was you know three down, four to go. Or I, I might have actually been four down. So and it wasn't playing well. I kind of like knew it was inevitable then. So I kind of backed off my shot, tapped my dad on the shoulder, and like gave him a wink. And I just unleashed <laughs> on one. So do you guys play practice rounds? We've played we played a couple of them. We did in Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've played a couple of them. Take I mean, your money. I mean, Charlie, is that, <laughs> yeah, is that crazy that to be one of the longer guys out there and, and tee it up with somebody like him? Yeah, and, and I mean, there's very few guys that I play with who hit it past me like consistently, and he's it's not even the same ballpark. I mean, it, it's not even close. This, this, I don't even bother. I had coffee <laughs> with Justin Huber yesterday. He was, he was saying – Yeah, Hubes absolutely sends it, and Brandon's just tanking it by him. He was saying that, that – at Sawgrass the other day, Brandon was giving him twenty five yards. Oh, easy, spotting yeah. him twenty five yards, and and then they would they would do like a long drive. Yeah, competition. Yeah, he so. hit the car path a few times, and Mike was still <laughs> like ten behind me. Uh, so Charlie, you've had your own injury. You had mm-hmm. you had a hip. Yep. Any other injuries? Uh, yeah, the other hip. The other hip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shout out Donna Tucci. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah. So at the start of last year. Um, yeah, before I went to China, I was really struggling with my body. Uh, shoulders bothering me, and that other hip was bothering me. And, I, I mean, I had a conversation with uh, my agent, Drew, and really we were talking about kind of shutting it down for the year and just getting it operated and, and coming back next year. And I uh, started working with David Donatucci in uh, Palm Beach and, like, kind of gave it a month to get to feeling better. And if not, we were just going to shut down. And I started feeling better to where I felt like I could give it a go. And thank goodness I did. I went over there, one like, yeah. my first th- two events or whatever, and it had a great year. And, yeah, I feel awesome now. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like – I mean, it's still there. Like, the yeah. hip, it, I just have to be careful with it. But uh, the stuff I'm doing, I, I feel about as good as I've felt in a, a few years. I think as as we speak right now, Huber's having – same surgery. Same surgery. Yeah, the same same doctor. Same doctor. Yeah. yeah, he's in good hands. He the guy's awesome. Um, yeah, he will be back and ready to go before long. Which uh, which European tour event do you most want to play? God, got to be Dunhill. 
Yeah. Um, I'll be borderline getting in. Uh, but I mean, it's Carnoustie, St. Andrews, Kings Barnes. Like, doesn't get any better than that. I mean, that'd be the coolest be so golf sweet. experience of my yeah. whole life. Um, yeah. So yeah, that one. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Just any of those Irish Open, Scottish Opener in July. Uh, that, that's kind of that's tough sledding yeah, for so Webb. It just it d- depends how the next couple months go here on Webb. Like how I, does it work with with the way that it reshuffles over there? Or since you're not I, playing a whole lot over there, are you basically at the bottom of the list as far as really fortunate. Um, that my category doesn't reshuffle, so I'm okay. still I'm in the 16. I'm in category 16, and it doesn't move. And so, that's courtesy of of your finish on winning the China Tour money list. Okay. Yeah. So it's like me, the Korean PGA winner, and like the Aussie PGA winner, and yeah, it's just three of us in that category, right behind the Challenge Tour grads. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh huh. And then, so as far as so Web ends, Web season ends end of uh, August. End of August. Yeah. And then uh, there's a whole there's a really cool run there in Europe. Like I mean, they, they go I think Germany, Netherlands, and there's like Dunhill, and then Wentworth. Um, Italian Open, uh, Spanish Open, Spanish yeah. Open, Portugal. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, and I'm planning on playing as many of them as I can play. Um, yeah, just be a really cool experience. Um, I mean, obviously, hope to go play some great golf, but just uh, from you know, just kind of a life experience and getting to play against some of the best players in the world will be it'll be really neat. Were you wiped out after you after you flew to Qatar, flew back? No, it, it worked out good because I had two weeks on the front end and a week on the back end, so it, it wasn't bad. Yeah. And I mean, I've I've traveled so much globally that I've kind of figured out how to, how, what works for me and just how to manage it. Well, what are your tips? What do you, what do you rely upon? Yeah, I try to, I'm, I'm lucky. I've flown so much that I got really good stats on American. So I end up getting upgraded most of the time. So I got the, you know, four client seat of in first class. So, um, yeah, I try to like get on the schedule and like, uh, and, and go to sleep, like, you know, on the flight like when they're uh-huh. actually going to sleep in the place i'm going to and then vice versa coming back so it doesn't always work but i mean after a couple of days over there you, you know you kind of get used to it okay i think that's a great thing about like the developmental tours i can't say enough about the developmental yeah. tours because i mean out of college like i said you know i was a decent college player but i had a lot of getting better to do and i've just cutting your teeth on the dev tours and uh you know, you're trying to hone your craft and get better in some of the most uncomfortable environments like yeah. for golf in the yeah. world you know like you know, Brandon's played a lot in South America, so have I. I've played a lot in China, and you know, like it's awesome. You go to some amazing places, but you know, it's just it's you know, it's not home. It's different cultures, different foods. You know, you're just having you to discipline. Right? Yeah, you got to learn what you're doing, how to manage it. You, you really learn how to be a pro, and, and to, I mean, I, I wouldn't be where I am today and have progressed in my golf game without those tours. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, honestly traveling on the web or something like that is just such a piece of cake compared to what we had to do um and then will you play brandon will you play the whole the whole stretch through the summer i think it's what 16 or 17 weeks in a row yeah so i'm gonna kind of pick and choose kind of listen to my body mostly um you know if i'm starting to get a little mentally drained or physically drained i I gotta kind of step back and take a week off Uh, i got a few tournaments that i'm kind of eyeing that i want to take off but you know then I'm, again, su- if, I'm assuming uh, the one out in California is probably one of those. Yeah, that's just a weird course, that, for, especially yeah, if you if you hit it far. It seems like a weird that's course. That's one of my favorite ones out there. Really? Yeah, like, yeah, I can't yeah. wait to get out. That's, there. A, that's, <laughs> a really, that's a really strange one, but you know, I, I since I played last year, I know most of the golf courses. Oh. Obviously, we have a few new ones coming up, and but um, you know, I'm going to kind of build my schedule around what I played well in last year, 
and then um, definitely give myself a little more time than I did last year. I kind of had the mentality last year, which I don't regret at all, of play until you have your card locked up and then take a week or two off and then kind of grind back home and see if you can win one on the back end. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just was making a cut by one, kind of just hanging around or just missing a cut by one. I'm like, oh, shit, I got six events left now, and I I still need to make another, you know, 15 or 20 grand. So, um, like I said, don't regret doing that, but now I know from experience, you know, maybe I need to take that week or two off and hone my game in uh, moving forward earlier. Mm-hmm. As far as the web goes, how, how cognizant are you of, you know, especially with the points this year mm-hmm. in lieu of, of the money, the difference between a, a T23 and a 25th? Obviously, it's a, every shot counts, mm-hmm. but, but how much are you playing the game within the game, you know, there day to day? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I kind of try to stay in the present as much as I can, you know, but I mean, if someone tells you it's not in their mind, <laughs> they're lying, you yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, after I get done with a round, I kind of maybe look where I'm at mm-hmm. or get done with a tournament, look where I'm at. Um, you know, but when I'm out there, I'm kind of just trying to obviously just focus on what I'm doing. What was your favorite tournament last year? <sighs> last year? Um, God, Nashville was really cool. The, you know, the golf course for me was was great because I had five par fives. That was yeah. exciting. Um, I played well at it. Nashville's such a cool little city. Um, we just had a good time the whole week, really relaxed, you know, and I also love Omaha. Okay. Omaha is one of my favorite golf courses that we play all year. For some reason, that golf course just fits my eye the whole way around. Well, every bunker is like a 290 cover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a bomber's paradise. <laughs> <up there. laughs> so, so Charlie, this is your this is kind of your first, or really your second go around then on the web. Yeah, I played 15 events in 2017. Okay. I missed the first seven due to that hip injury, and then okay. I got in the reshuffle and got rolling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which one do you most look forward to? Other than San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know if I most look forward yeah. to that one. Um, man, I don't know. Um, my game was in such a bad spot in 2017 that I'm really trying not to use my feelings from that season, um, you know, to kind of reflect my decisions on this season. Um, kind of going into this season with more of an open mind. Like, I mean, it could have been a course that was awesome for me, but like, it just didn't matter. I was playing yeah. so poorly, it wasn't really going to matter. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to them all. I feel like if I'm playing well, my game can translate to most golf courses. Um, so, yeah. As far as your game now versus, versus say, two years ago, mm-hmm. what's what's been the biggest difference? What have you improved upon the most? Yeah, I'm more, a lot more, more disciplined um, in terms of, uh, you know, just course management approach. Um, <laughs> Scott Fawcett with uh, with yeah. Decade, who, who who you're a good buddy of. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got nothing against yeah, Fawcett. No. <laughs> He's just so no. he's just so out there on Twitter. Like, um, know, I just try not to get like tagged in on any sort of conversation right. with him because I know my mentions are just going to be dead for the next. That's understandable. Yeah. No, uh, his stuff's really kind of opened my eyes um, to. I don't know. It's not. It's not like a. It's not like revolutionary per se, but it's the way that he frames it uh-huh. um, in terms of you know you're a shotgun and not a rifle and you need to aim accordingly. That's kind of like an aha moment for me, um, and so that's really helped. And I don't know. I've just. You know, just kind of the natural maturation process of, you know, kind of learning your game and figuring out what works for you. Um, you know, just as you mature in the game, you, you know, you, it's a lot of trial and error. You figure out what mm-hmm. works, what doesn't. You throw some stuff away and you, and you keep progressing. Um, my, sh- my putting has just come miles uh, since from when I turned pro early. Um, and uh, my chipping's kind of always been a project. It was about as good as it's been. I've always been a great ball striker, and, and that's stayed the same. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of, kind of figuring what I do well and, and sticking with it really. As mentioned a little bit earlier, this trap draw is sponsored by Holderness and Bourne. Uh, and it's really more of a partnership than a sponsorship. We've been working with these guys, uh, Alex and John, for, for going on four years now. They're the only polo we've ever stocked as far as a branded polo in our shop. And we like working with a small shop. We've grown with them as we've, as we've gone along in our merchandise operation. Just modern, classic, distinctive stuff, but it's, it's pretty timeless. Uh, the fit on it is just unbelievable. Come out with some new cotton stuff this year too. Great addition to the line. But most of their business is through pro shops. So when you walk into either your pro shop or you're playing at a club this summer, you know, they've, they've got an outstanding list of clubs that they're already in. If they're not in your club or you want to see them in a club, talk to the pros there, get them to stock it. But seek out that Holderness and Bourne table when you're in the pro shop at, at a Mountain Lake or Fishers or you know, Pinehurst or wherever you are this summer, I guarantee you it'll be the best polo in your closet. Brandon, what's the, what's the craziest place you've ever played golf? Like down in South America or what's the, <sighs> the craziest? Um, I'll tell you what, one of the coolest places that I've ever been to was uh, that volcano that erupted. The one down in Guatemala? Yeah, yeah. that place was one of, the, uh, honestly, the coolest spots by far that I've ever been to. I mean, we, um, I think it was, me and TK stayed together that week, and our villa looked over. You could see the ocean in the distance, and then you could see, like, two volcanoes, and then you'd turn around, and the driving range is, like, kind of right up there behind the clubhouse, and that is hitting directly up into a volcano. It's, I mean, it's just one of the most unbelievable places you could possibly go to. Yeah. Un unfortunately, obviously, what happened yeah. kind of sucks, but... Uh, the seventh and the ninth holes out there are just ridiculous yeah they're they're really insane it's seven it's like seven seven i looked i'm like uh, is, is, should we just like hit eight iron eight iron eight iron seven well it's like <laughs> it's like seven ten it's like seven ten like you hit like 300 yards downhill you hit like two iron five iron into this par five 710 yard hole yeah and then nine's like 510 yards and you hit like two iron lob wedge yeah and seven the the fairway is like a, a yard and a half wide yeah. from if my memory serves <laughs> yeah. me right so I, I stood up on that team like god that ball's in the air for a long time that, that's not comfortable playing on latino america how do you how do you how do you stay fresh all summer because it's it's kind of a two-part schedule right you've got the you got the kind of the winter spring part and then you got the fall season but you got what four or five months in between right yeah I, i'm god i'm extremely lucky with the setup that i have back home for the summer i play um, at a place called the Country Club of Scranton back home that is just... I've heard, I've heard it's got the best green, like some of the coolest greens you'll I ever mean, see. I mean, it is probably the hidden gem, in my opinion, in, in the whole Northeast. And they, they treat me so well up there. I'm lucky enough to go go up there, practice, play whenever I want. And, um, you know, that, that, that place really kind of hones in my game for, for that part of the summer when I was on Latin. And then I would obviously travel. I did some web Mondays and... Uh. I think I ended up playing three web events that year, okay, which was cool. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm just so lucky to have that set up up there, so my game kind of stays really good all summer. Nice, Charlie, Oklahoma. Is there? I know there's a lot of Oklahoma State guys mm -hmm. out here. Is there? Is there a little rivalry between the two, or is it kind of? I don't know. I mean, it's always nice to beat them. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. No, I mean, no, not really. You know, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's like a pr pretty tight knit golf community, so we kind of pull for each other. But yeah. um, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we like to beat the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> Who are you they, tight they, with from your from your class that's 
that's out here. Yeah, Michael Gellerman's one of my one of my very best buddies. Uh, we came into OU the same year, and I mean, we lived together in college for two years. Lived together in, after college for two years. Um, I, I mean, I'm rooming with him this week. I room with him a lot of weeks out here. Um, Grant Hirschman, um, it's his first week out here. He's got status. He Monday in this week, so hopefully he gets rolling. But uh, he played on the team at OU with me. Um, so yeah, th- I think those are the three of us uh, OU guys who have status this year. Um, what about Temple? Anybody out here from Temple? Uh, no, there's there's not right now. So my buddy Andrew Mason um, was the last person before me to kind of try to play. He played a little bit on Latin and stuff like that. Before that, oh God, I'm trying to think. There, the, the, probably the most notable name was Jeff Sisk. Okay. Before that, they actually had a, a pretty good team back there. I think it was the early '90s. They they made it NCAA's like three out of four years or something like that. They had a bunch of good players. My coach was on the team as well. But yeah, I mean, in my opinion, Temple was um, so great for me because I learned how to play in every bit of it. You know, I mean, it was, I'll never forget it. We were up at, up at Yale, April like 6th, my freshman year. And I'm sitting there on the putting green and it is kind of like sleeting slash raining a little bit sideways. And I'm like, there's no way it's above freezing right now. I you know, check my phone. It's like blowing 25 and it's 33. The snow's still out yeah. next to the parking lot I mean, where they plowed it from. I'll never forget. I have a four iron in my hands on the first hole and I just cannot feel my hands. I'm like, what do I do here? So it, it just, for me, it, it helped me realize, you know, how great golf is when you have good weather yeah. and how easy it could be when you have good weather compared to, to that stuff. So, um, it was, it was a really cool experience and also taught me, um, you know, how important time off is, you know, I mean, we had to take it off for, mm-hmm. for two or three months unless we're, you know, obviously hitting balls indoors or whatever. So that, um, that made me realize how great it is to give your body a rest. How does the golf ball react when you hit it at the speeds that you're hitting yeah, it at? Uh, like, I feel like when I, <laughs> when I watch you hit the ball, it's, it's vastly different from, I mean, A, the launch is so high, but but how much do you struggle with, like, you know, the spin on the ball or just how different of equipment do you have to play at your swing speed? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I just made the switch to Strixon, and they've been fantastic, and the new golf ball that they have is absolutely incredible uh, for me especially. And I feel like, you know, overall my distance control is usually pretty good. And, and, and like I said, I've been working really hard on my wedge game. And that's gotten tremendously better. So my my spin control and stuff like that has gotten gotten really good over the past, call it seven months. So yeah, I mean originally when I got to college, basically, I mean all I knew how to do was hit it high and hard, mm-hmm. you know, and I made it work. But my coach in college really helped me kind of uh, fine tune how to shot shape and hit different shots, how to use course management a little bit better. So I learned all that in college and kind of. Once I got playing professional golf, realized how important it actually was and uh, kind of fine-tuned it from there. But is your big challenge keeping spin off of it, especially with the longer clubs? No. No. For, for me, I, I, my trajectory control usually is pretty good. I can kind of kind of flight it usually however I want uh-huh. it. But, you know, sometimes for me, I, I would say a big challenge, which is actually pretty cool too, is, you know, if it's a little downwind, you know, I could t- you know, if I have 200 yards, I can I can go okay. You know, a little downwind, I can lift a nine iron up, and this thing's gonna carry. You know, but I can also hit a seven here. So, mm-hmm. I, I would say more or less choosing the shot that I'm gonna hit is a little bit more difficult at a high speed. Okay, gotcha. 
As far as goals go, what Charlie, what are your goals for this year? Yeah, I played PGA Tour here in, what, October or September, whatever it is. Um, I mean, it's every guy's goal coming yeah. out here playing the web tour. Um, Do you distill that down into into smaller, you know, kind of quarterly yeah. goals or, or week by week? How do you – Yeah, I, I want to win. Yeah. Um, and winning out here is a huge step um, in getting your PGA Tour card, obviously. Um, I mean, if you win and just play a nice season after that, you're going to get your PGA Tour card. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, getting a win um, – I've always been a really consistent player. Uh, I make a lot of cuts. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of always there. And then when I put it all together, that's a big week. So I, I don't know, like a goal is always to make a lot of cuts, make money. And then it just give myself a, give myself an opportunity to play on Sunday or with a chance to win a golf tournament. And uh, yeah. And, and I've been in that position a lot on developmental tours. I've won a number of times. Um, and so I, I'm really comfortable in that position. And um, yeah, I just need to get in that position out here and, um, and yeah, I feel like I'd be ready to go take it. What about long term? Uh, long term goals. I want to want to win a major. I want to win on the PGA Tour. Uh, I want to play on the PGA Tour for a long time. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I really thought about that. I'm just kind of trying to do my due diligence now to to get there, and then you know cross that bridge when we get there. Brandon, what about you? Yeah, for me, I'm kind of like he just said. I'm kind of I kind of just look at what's in front of me right now. For for me. I just kind of try to look at getting in contention as my only goal. Mm -hmm. um, once I'm in contention, kind of, you know, the instincts take over and so on and so forth. So if I get myself in contention enough, you know, one of these days, it's, it's going yeah, to yeah. end up with a W. So For sure. I, I felt comfortable with every level that I've been at. I've won pretty quickly at every level that I've been at. So it's just once once I get in contention enough and feel that, that um, you know, being comfortable – and like sense of calmness, I'll be all right. What are you most proud of in your golf career? Um, great question. Uh, man, honestly, kind of just taking the the leap of going to China in 2016. Um, this was before really any Americans had done it. Uh, it's kind of uncharted territory, and saying, "Heck, I'm gonna go do this." And uh, just kind of the attitude I took to that season and how well I ended up playing. I'd say I'm probably most proud of that. Uh, it was really a springboard for my career. That 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 season there was kind of where I knew I was doing the right stuff. I knew I was getting better, but until you actually do it, you know, it really doesn't mean anything. It's just talk. Um, and that really proved to me that, you know, I'm heading in the right direction, and, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to where I want to go. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that season in China was huge. Um, even though the the year after that didn't pan out, I still I still carried that momentum going forward and. Um, yeah, I, I owe a lot to PGA Tour China just to develop in my game to where it is now. And, um, yeah, and re really just kind of giving me the tools to to succeed here at a higher level. Did you like China? I was loved it, it. Was it a, a comfortable place to be? Or no, was it it's so not. foreign? Or, yeah, yeah, I mean, I spent, gosh, I spent so many weeks over there. I, I played a 12-week stretch last year, and, I mean, I was <laughs> I was really ready to leave. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, – I loved it. Like I've told a couple people this, and, and I mean in all seriousness, like if I go on to play, you know, a bunch of years on the PGA Tour, I feel like I'll look back on those years I had in China as some of my very favorite years playing professional golf. Um, it's just unique. Uh, you, everybody stays at the same hotel. Everybody, you know, goes out to eat together. Everybody's on the same buses together. You, you, you get to know people. You develop a really kind of tight group of guys, and you're doing everything together. And you know, it's not a comfortable environment. There's things that, you know, just bug the heck out of you and, and the travel's tough, but 
and you're kind of all going it through together and it's like this group mentality kind of deal and, and we had a ball um it was, it was a lot of fun and i mean it helps when you're playing good golf like yeah. if i was over there you know missing cuts left and right it's, it's gonna suck i want to go home but um what yeah. are the courses like hard really? uh, yeah. they're good though right yeah they're, they're good it, it's uh i love the kind of golf over there it's super tight um okay. like it's the vast majority of the courses are just jungle line like you, you won't find a classic tree line golf course the the golf architecture over there it's something there's like three holes in every every golf course just completely ruined um and you just kind of got to deal with it uh but i, I love it it's very target golf you, you just okay. you're trying to put in the fairway and just the penalties are severe. Uh, there's some courses you're playing over there where, you know, you're hitting like 12 tee shots around knowing that if you don't just stripe this, you're hitting it again. Um, <laughs> we played a course in 2016 in, in Putian. I swear, I, I, they don't, I, they don't do like course ratings or slope over there, but if they did, that was going to be like a course rating of 85, something like that. The, it was the most obscene thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, I wish I could like show you a picture of it, but, um, yeah, the every every tee box out there is like elevated thirty five yards. You know, it's jungle line. Greens are like designed for a putt putt golf course, and it was bowling thirty five. And so I shot second round seventy nine. I think I moved from thirteenth to eleventh. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never seen anything like it in my whole life. Uh, but I mean that that that's not that's that's a that's bad bad rep. Yeah. That, that's like the the extreme. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the courses over there are great. They're hard for the most part. Uh, you see a lot of scores, you know, kind of from like five to fifteen under, and I feel like that really helped me. Just um, it really de- developed my ball striking, and just you know, having to learn that sometimes you just got to hit a golf shot, yeah. and uh, you just kind of got to deal with the pressures involved with hitting a, a shot with a high consequence. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the golf in China. Brandon, what are you most proud of in your in your golf career? Yeah, I, I would say um, just honestly my patience through through everything and it obviously for me all boils down to my injury you know when I when I got injured that was the easily the toughest three three and a half months of my life I mean I was getting up from a couch and falling down basically you know so for me to kind of stay patient through all that rehab it and get the job done in final stage that that really really uh, sticks out for me is definitely my proudest moment I thought you were gonna say one of your one of your Philly Open wins. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You that, I mean, that was cool. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what the, the Golf Association of Philadelphia. I, I if there's a better golf association on the planet, I, I I would love to see it because I mean they do such a good job up yeah. there. Um, yeah, we were all up those for guys. the uh, the uh, BMW mm-hmm. at, at a Ronamink last year, and just just talk, I mean just the the golf culture up there. It's is, It's unlike anything else I've seen in the states. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible and. You know, they, they do such a good job. I mean, you know, we had the Philly Open at Pine Valley the one year. I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like 15 years <laughs> old playing ridiculous. Pine Valley. Like, what, what, what's, you know, just like trying to like not like damage the grass. How many times have you played Pine Valley? Uh, I've been lucky enough to play it, uh, I believe, five times now. Okay. Um, and every time it like gets better. It's, it's that place. Is just have you played insane. well out there? I shot even once. I don't okay. even think I broke par out there. From the back tees out there, yeah. um, I mean, it's it's an absolute bear. And then you won the the uh, the junior up there too, right? The, I did the Philly Junior. Yeah, I that I, I, I kind of had a crazy year that year. I I, I I tell everyone, you know, that that when I was like sixteen and seventeen that year, I, uh, I think it was twenty twenty ten. I played some of the best golf I probably ever will of my life. I you know I, I teed it up every single tournament, you know, thinking I was going to shoot 65 and 
Um, you know, I had, a, I think I had a three week stretch where I shot 58, 59, 61. <laughs> and it was like, just like completely blackout golf. Don't know how it happened. Like couldn't miss a putt, couldn't miss a shot. And, um, you know, that was the year I won the Philly junior, I, I believe. And, um, where'd you win that? That was at running deer okay. in, in New Jersey. That's, that's, that's a really cool tournament, um, that they put on. Like I said, you know, the golf courses that we play up there are just so incredible. You know, like Philly Cricket, we had the open at. Waynesboro, absolutely incredible golf course. You know, we had the the Am at Aronimic. And, there, you know, there's so many golf courses that people, like, just don't really know too yeah. much about up there, too, that are just absolutely incredible. Like Philmont. You know, Philmont's an absolute hidden gem that not too many people are familiar with. And, you know, the place I play a lot at Squires, it's absolutely incredible. So it's it's just one of the coolest areas for golf that I've ever seen. Charlie, you still play Southern Hills? Yeah. Um, I guess last time, you know, right before the renovation started, was the last time I went out. So Gil Gil's working yeah, on it right he's now, doing right? it right now. I walked it. I was up Tulsa over Thanksgiving with my family. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was all torn to pieces. But I walked it, and you could tell it's going to be sweet. They've they've done some pretty big overhauls on a couple holes. And, uh you know, you're skeptical at first, you know, it's my home course, yeah. you know, I grew up and it's kind of got a soft spot in your heart and you're like, man, just don't screw it up. And, uh, and it, it's going to be sweet. I, I can't wait to, I think it opens like end of July. So I'm pretty pumped to get out and play it. Awesome. You the Eagles fan? I am. Okay. Yeah. We got your, your, your old quarterback down in Jacksonville. Now. I know. <laughs> I know. That's, uh, that was, that was, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Carson's just, just such a good quarterback. I think he was just a little timid. Yeah. Last year playing a little bit. Um, you know, I mean, with an injury that severe, I mean, if you go on, on a football field and you got a 300-pound lineman chasing after, you're going to be a little timid, that's you know? I don't play football. Yeah, that's What's yeah, exactly. your big – so out of Philly sports teams, who do you root for the most? Yeah, definitely Eagles now. Um, I was an absolutely huge Phillies fan growing up, and then they kind of fell off for a yeah. few years, and I kind of fell off watching them. I was a Braves fan growing up. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Hold yeah. that against yeah. you. Yeah, so uh, – You got Bryce Harper We do, in. and we, yeah. I'm, I'm actually excited. I, I was talking to my girlfriend – uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, we gotta, we gotta start watching Phillies games yeah. again. So, Charlie, who do you follow growing up in Oklahoma? Are you a big Thunder fan? Or you... yeah, so our part of the country, I don't know, just like you know, him growing up in the Northeast, they're huge professional sports yeah. fans, and we don't quite have that in Oklahoma. I mean, everybody in Oklahoma is a huge Thunder fan. Um, I'm a Thunder fan just by default. I'm not a huge NBA fan, honestly. Uh, You're a Sooners fan. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an <laughs> Oklahoma Sooners fan. I mean, that's. Our part of the country, we bleed college football through and through. Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up going to games that OU is where I wanted to go since I was born, and I mean, it's 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 what we we, we live and die OU football. And uh, man, there, there's nothing like a Saturday in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, I I love getting back as many times as I can. But I mean, I, I guess I cheer for the Cowboys. But I mean, okay. you know, like when they're playing well, I'm I'm excited. Yeah. It's fun to follow them. But you know, I'm not I'm not crushed if they're losing. But uh, I I get pretty down if the Sooners are losing. Yeah. Well, you got you got a hell of a coach. Yeah, he, it's been it's been a heck of a run. I, I think it's gonna be super fun with Jalen there this year. Um, I don't know. I mean, if if our defense gets it going, I, we could give it another natty run for sure. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you. This has been awesome. Um, everybody, keep following these guys out on the web tour this year. Uh, I think good things ahead, and uh, we'll be we'll certainly be rooting for you along the way. So, Appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. All right. Yeah. I remember nights I 
summer nights. I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right. Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper. The absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who